Hello, welcome, welcome to 30 Days of Moon Magic. I'm Stephanie Matthews. And if you're watching this or listening to the recording, if you haven't already joined the Patreon, which you most likely have if you're watching the recording of this, you can do so by joining in patreon.com forward slash magical mothering. So today is the day after the new moon. So we're still very much in this new moon or dark moon energy, this shadow energy, really tapping into our own energy field. If energy is something that you're perplexed by, please message me and let me know how I can help explain what I talk about better. So there's this aspect of setting intentions. I actually went through and cleaned out all my dresser drawers today, the new moon and the few days uh, around the new moon are really great days to organize, to organize the outside clutter of your life so that you can set intentions and take action and use it as like a springboard. So I organized all of my clothes today. I hadn't done it all summer. And so they were, I was like, oh, look at, there's this. I haven't found this all summer. <laughs> so it's a wonderful time in the month to really get organized. Uh, think of it as fall clearing or cleaning, just as you would do spring cleaning. New moon is a perfect time to do this. I also want to talk about this aspect of intentions. So as good morning, Lonise, as I'm becoming more integrated with my own past life experiences. I want to touch on this for just a moment. I'm going to get real woo-woo during this session because this is my demographic and you are my people. So in our past lifetimes, I would like, we often think of the lifetimes that we have lived as somewhere on a timeline far away. I have, uh, I am a Lumerian high priestess. I am a woodworker. I am a prostitute in France in about the 1500s. Um, not a woodworker, a lumberjack in about the early 1800s. I am a Roman uh, herbalist. I am, um, I don't know why I'm forgetting some of them. So I just want to like, when I say that, oftentimes we think of our past lives as things that happened prior. But something that's really neat to think about is if we think about the spiral of the year, and then we think about our DNA being a double helix. When we acknowledge our past lifetimes, I want you to realize that they're happening simultaneously right here and right now in the spiral of the cosmic universe in a multi-dimensional realm. So we're living in this dimensional experience and we have other dimensional experiences that are happening simultaneously because time, like on a clock, doesn't work in a cosmic 
setting. Let me know if this makes sense. <laughs> it's kind of like, but this is quantum physics. Quantum physics has been around for over 80 years, and yet we still don't even teach our children this in school. Why not? Why is quantum physics not a well-known philosophy? Because it empowers people to no longer think of time linearly. So when I'm doing sessions with individuals, I am playing in a dimensional field, pulling in experiences from all aspects and all dimensions that they have lived in, integrating those simultaneously. So something interesting that I've discovered, uh, my dad had dissociative identity disorder. And something that has been said over and over again by those who have brought in his energy is that he was accessing and living out his dimensional beings in this physical form. Yet, I don't believe he was fully aware of it as he was doing it. So it was really exhausting. He'd lose his memory. Um, he'd shift into anger really easily. And so yet, even though he didn't consciously know what he was doing, he was accessing over 38 different dimensional aspects of himself and living those out. Again, I'm getting very woo-woo in this one because I think it's important for us to tap into this space. Autumn for me is like, as the veil grows thinner, going towards Samhain and Halloween, this is our time to really expand, especially since we're doing the third eye chakra for this um, session, for this lunar cycle. So be prepared to dive in to the woo-woo, into the third eye, into all things uh, magic and, you know, out of this worldly type things. Good morning, Dee. So I generationally uh, got passed down this subconsciously being able to access these dimensional realms by having a father who could do this. And so again, I was not aware of it as a child. I did a lot of integration and healing work with him as a child, um, unaware what I was doing. I would often just sit in a room and cry and cry and cry, unknowingly um, creating space for his feelings to be felt. Um, I'm not gonna get into a lot of the details of his experience, but I'll leave it at that. So jumping to now, there is an aspect that I'm beginning to understand. And I've realized that I am the physical embodiment of the cosmic mother. Uh, that's a big claim. <laughs> that's a big claim. Um, and I also realized that as a Lemarian high priestess, there is this aspect that I was here to help those in in I worked with a team of women I worked with a team of other women in Lumeria and we helped souls embody into the physical experience for the first time so we um, I've had a number of 1.4 million people is who I've done this for which is why when we first started traveling, I believe that I've met so many people in my travels. I believe that was a big part of that. 
for me to even just have this connection with individuals and a lot of individuals over the span of the past four years. Thank you, Lonise. Um, and so as this experience is unraveling on a multidimensional plane, I am seeing more clearly that my message is not for everyone, but they are for the Lemurian beings that I integrated into physical form, that first physical incarnation. And it's making the work that I'm doing and the books that I'm writing so much more clear. And so what I did as a magical mother, the, the great mother in Lemuria, was after we ushered these souls into their bodies, I would then help guide them into living out in a very practical way what their soul came here to experience. And I find it so, good morning, Claire. I find it so cool that at Goddess Camp, I really experienced this in a different way. And I believe that dimensionally there was things there to help support me to do this and to create this aha for the first time. Everybody was sharing and telling their stories, right? This is what's happening to me. This is what's going on. This is the situation. These are the people, these are the blah. And when I was listening, I was like, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to get better at explaining what I'm doing as I'm doing it, because I think that's really important. So as I was listening to these stories, I was removing the people. And then I was removing the situational and the experiences. And in my mind's eye, I was doing this. And so as they were talking, as they were laying out this thing, I just kept removing, 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 removing. And then I was left with a very clear energy of what was actually happening. And I'm getting really excited about this because this is what the soul came to experience. And we don't often think about our soul's purpose as coming to experience abandonment. Yet, dimensionally, how else are we going to experience these types of extreme emotions, especially as cosmic beings? There are so many of us embodying angels and demons and, um, sorry, my excitement is making my phone drain very quickly. So I'm going to hurry and say this. Um, angels and demons and embodiments of Mother Earth and embodiments of uh, stars and embodiments of galaxies. And we are embodiments of things that have never had a physical incarnation before. And so we've heard a lot of this aspect that there's light workers appearing all over the planet right now. But what I didn't understand fully was that light workers are not necessarily beings that have ever had um, incarnations like this before claire yes so and if they have they've been having very uh traumatic you know so i as the cosmic mother decided that i was going to come down in lumeria and bring in these physical aspects into physical incarnation and so there was other people that came from say sirius 
or Pleiades or um, Venus, the planet is embodied. So when we think about these mind blowing aspects, things suddenly shift in a way that we've, I've never thought possible. So now when I'm working with someone, I'm not necessarily interested in finding their soul's purpose. Their soul's calling is what I've always said it was. And that is really the energetics underneath the experiences that people are having in the physical incarnation right now. So what does that do when we find the energetics? So mine was worthlessness. I came down as the cosmic mother in this incarnation and for others from I, from what I can recall, um, that I came down here to experience what worthlessness feels like. Being the cosmic mother, there's no possible way that I could experience that any other way. I am the no thing. I am the void. And it was really interesting during goddess camp, one of the women when I don't know how to clear my mind, I'm always hearing my mediums or my guides. I'm always hearing uh, people's, you know, passed over loved ones. And I put my hand on her shoulder after asking if I could share. And I shared with her that space of the void of the no thing. And her mind went blank. It was darkness. It was like a black hole. And it was so liberating for her to access that point. And I realized that I've been doing this and this is how um, I've been able to create this space for myself and others as I go to that place of the no thing, um, that black creation space where there is no thing and which everything was birthed from. I'm getting a little lightheaded and I'm like, woo, okay. So there's this aspect um, we are here to learn and help others. I would say, D, even one step further, we're here to experience um, because a physical embodiment gives us a space to experience um, rather than knowledge. I can go deeper into that in another time, but when it shifts like this, hey, Jennifer, when we allow for ourselves to not learn, but we integrate, there's a different energetics there. Because we can learn all sorts of things and they stay up here. But when we integrate, integrate the experience, it's on a cellular level. We're not learning intellectually just in our mind, which is what the whole, um, there are beings that would like for people to not wake up right now, for to not remember their embodiment, to not remember um, these aspects of who and what they are. Um, if you've ever noticed, I've traveled the country, I've met literally tens of thousands of people. My YouTube channel has 126 subscribers. Hmm. Um, so it's an interesting dynamic. There's things and algorithms that don't want the truth to get out there. And I am okay with that. 
I know that if I continue to do the work that I'm doing, I will find the people I am meant to find. But if you're ever wondering why sometimes you're not being heard, why this is happening, why that is happening, there is beings at play who have been in power and do not necessarily want to give up their power to allow for the embodiments of those individuals to be known because then we would create a space for all of us to ascend. It's gonna happen one way or another, um, but we may not be in our physical experience, our physical embodiment when it happens. And this is why it's so important for us to wake up to our embodiment. And I do individual sessions with this to discover your embodiment. And this is something that we will be playing a lot with at Goddess Camp because it's so incredible being in a physical location with each other to ground um, while I'm doing entity removals and things like that for me to place my hands on you and put you into the earth and have all of the wild around you really creates an experience that is, uh, once again, that integration process of our physical embodiment during this lifetime. So if we were to ascend and we were not any longer in our physical embodiments, we get to do it again, right? We just get to do it again until we experience that embodiment and that awareness. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just, it may not ever happen on the planet earth for some time because we are making earth inhabitable for the human, for man to live on. And I believe that is quite intentional as well. Um, so you can get into all of that. And I'm not talking conspiracy theories so much, just as which we all know conspiracy theories was a label for those who just talked about things that the government were lying about. I, I know you all know that. Um, we got to prepare for the 4D or else we just keep coming back 2D or 3D. So I, Claire, that's, I love that you just brought that up because dimensionally, I believe a lot of us are living in 4 and 5D or at least accessing 4 and 5D um, either in a sleep state or in certain states. Um, but the 2D and 3D experience is a lot of the chemicalization of what is being brought into our bodies. Um, yes, energetically. And so uh, I had a, a huge epiphany the other day that the food that we consume is actually keeping us energetically in a lower vibrational space. Yes, we all know this. So yes, we all know this intellectually, but when I started eating food out of my garden, there was a shift in my calibration, even just adding a few pieces of kale to my store-bought noodles and sauce, shifted the energetic vibration of my entire meal. And I started noticing this. And so integrating the food aspect and the chemical aspect is huge. Alcohol, cigarettes, the things that are legalized, um, even marijuana in the form that it is, is a chemicalized, genetically modified form of THC. If you were to try to get like dirt weed, like they had that was illegal, 
back in the 80s. You can't find it. Hmm. I wonder why. Question all of these aspects. I have a lot of people that say, well, weed is natural. Weed comes from the earth. But the way that they've chemicalized it, it's the same as buying produce from the store. They've farmed it. They've grown it in mass production. So start thinking about all these things that we consume. And if you are consuming them energetically, connect with that embodiment, connect with your spirit guides, connect with your higher self and allowing for yourself to be aware that you're consuming these things and to ask your higher self to not allow any of the chemicals to bond with your cellular bodies. Ask and you shall receive. So I'm going, I'm going all over the place. So I so appreciate you sticking with me and like, yes, yes, yes. So welcome to the next six weeks of, of woo woo town because um, things are just unraveling so quickly for me and there's a new understanding and a new vibration. And I will be sharing more on that aspect because I feel that the world is ready right now and more so than it's ever been before. Um, and so I've even been able to sit in my Bible belt Southeast Missouri small town country fairs and share with people in a very real and practical way how the creator gave us these crystals in the earth and these plant medicines to heal us and biblically it's sound and all of these other things and they go huh and it took me a while because I didn't want to say God gave us because I I um I'm in tune with goddess energy and that the universe was birthed, not formed and made from God's head like Zeus. Um, if you look at the biblical ways of things being created, it's very similar to how Zeus created the world. And it still wipes out the aspect that women or divine feminine is the birthing energy and always has been. So it's interesting that people believe that a God could pull something, you know, Zeus opened up his head and pulled Athena out, very similar to this godhead that pulled out uh, a rib, you know, out of Adam to make Eve second, um, rather than a woman birthing man into the world. These stories were said for hundreds of years over and over again on a nightly basis. Think Netflix in a coliseum. Every single night you were mandated to watch this Netflix performance that you had seen for the past 300 years. This is how the programming stems so that we get indoctrinated to forget our embodiment, forget where life comes from. So with all of this, good morning, Lori. With all of this, there's this aspect. So what do we do as we're setting intentions? right? When we come from setting intentions for this new moon, from a place of our embodiment, from a place of our dimensional aspects, from a place of knowing that we are here to energetically experience something from the no thing, do we set intentions slightly differently now? Rather than, and I don't get, you can be as physical as you want. I want this pretty landscape or I want this uh, new car or whatever, right? I, it can be as physical as you want. That doesn't matter. 
It's the energetics behind it. So when I realized that my energetic experience in this embodiment was to experience worthlessness, I am now very intentional in my seed setting, my seed planting time for the new moon, that anything that is coming from a place of worthlessness is not planted in that seed. And I even experienced a little bit with this first goddess camp by making it a donation only. I went, you know, people will give, I'll be able to cover all the costs. I'll get, people will know what my time is valued at and what I charge hourly. They know all this stuff. And I set myself up to not allow for that to happen. And I went into this space of, wow, am I really this worthless? But it wasn't about me. And so I was able to see the energetics of the story that I had set intentions for. And I had not listened to my guides about setting a specific ticket price. I went, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to create goddess culture and let people give generously and do their thing. And we don't live in goddess culture. Duh. That's why I'm making goddess camp. <laughs> to allow people to remember the embodiment of it. And so by the time people came, I had fixed my energy up and I knew in a way that I gave, and I, I gave the way that I can't not give. I gave to the full embodiment of the cosmic mother. And it was such a transformational experience for me to set a boundary of this is the time that I give and this is the time that I just sit and listen and observe and don't absorb any of this. And it was so powerful to see that interaction and to have that experience instead of the story behind it. So to, to kind of glean off of yesterday's Facebook Live to go into today's Look at the story that you're saying. Don't set intentions from the experience that you're here to receive, not the story that you're seeing around you. If you'd like to be a part of the private community, Patreon community, for those of you who are listening to the recording of this, are most likely already are, and I thank you and I honor you. Hop into the Discord group and share your experiences in there about this particular session. And if you're not in the Patreon, I would love to have you in there. It starts at $3 a month, um, and you get to be a part of the private community at that point. And then there's other tiers where you can get the recordings and daily PDFs and all that kind of good stuff. So thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for witnessing this unraveling. And I will see you all tomorrow.